Welcome back, folks, on this Friday, the first day of March 2024. I'm your host, Mark Hall. I'm going to do something a bit different today by way of wrapping up the news for the week because there are so many threats, existential threats is the term you'll hear used. In other words, they literally affect the survival of the human race. Whether we're talking about things like World War III or, um, well, the plans to produce it by any means necessary. Some of the big bogus things that uh, they'll tell you are existential threats that are not, like a non-existent man-made global warming, a.k.a. climate change. Now, there's uh, climate change going on all right, and it may even be man-made, but it sure as hell isn't what they're telling you. It's not got to do with cow farts or you driving an SUV or having an internal combustion engine or not freezing to death in the wintertime because they cut off your natural gas supplies. No, it has to do with the sun, and it also has to do with geoengineering and a number of other things that they're lying to you about, too. There are also existential threats from the meltdown of the biggest debt bubble in human history. And, of course, let's not forget the COVID-19 pandemic, the various bioweapons, two- and three-part, and follow-ons still to come. Uh, what are being called by some um, papers and studies ELEs, or extinction-level events, uh, literally an event that has the potential to uh, eliminate life. Well, we're seeing a number of those. So where I want to go today is um, essentially with a couple stories that, uh, well, I want to illustrate, I guess, with a quote right off the top here from um, Robert A. Heinlein. Now, this is one of the few places where I'll start off with a uh, with an author that uh, I grew up with rather than maybe a Bible verse. We'll get to some of those in a minute. But uh, he famously said in the notebooks of Lazarus Long that stupidity is the only universal capital crime. He added that the sentence is death, there's no appeal, execution is carried out automatically and without pity. Uh, he was talking about certain kinds of stupid acts, but of course when it comes to uh, earth and uh, existential events, there's a, uh, there's a broader form of stupidity that's been important and been imposed upon people as well. That's kind of what I want to talk about today, because um, not only have we been warned in Scripture about certain things happening, and I think most of us are beginning to see that that is, in fact, the case, but there are also things that are going on that are just so, well, there's no other polite way to put it, incredibly stupid that uh, I have trouble believing that people would put up with this. Now, here was a story that came out late this afternoon, not at all surprising. Zebiden Fuhrer, age 81 and senile beyond the competence of uh, anybody even to believe, uh, did not take a cognitive test during his recent White House physical because, says Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, and she wouldn't be there if she wasn't, uh, well, she's not very smart, but she is a good liar. Uh, no, I'm not. She's not a great liar. Uh, she basically tells it with a straight face. Nobody believes it. And she confirmed Wednesday that the Biden viewer did not take a cognitive exam as part of his annual physical. And li listen to this. Here's the quote that in inspired me to talk about it. Otherwise, we'd go, oh, come on. His doctor, including the neurologist, do not believe that he needs one. And i got to say, well, that at least is true. They know the answer. Why ask the question if you already know that he's stupid, he's senile, he's non-compos mentis? No, why would you take a test when you already know the answer, and especially when you don't want anybody else to? Uh, she said this, Folks need to understand that the president passes a cognitive test every day. Yeah, I guess that means when he doesn't walk into a wall or when he remembers his name. The fact that people believe this, folks, the fact that they think that you're stupid enough not to be able to recognize a senile codger when he uh, can't remember, uh, well, can't even read a teleprompter about half the time, tells you just how far gone things are. But wait a minute. Now, here's the story that really inspired me to talk a little bit about this on the show today. Letitia James, one of the several most evil 
attorneys general or uh, DAs, take your pick. We got a whole bunch of Soros, um, so-called lawyers and law enforcement types in infesting offices all across the land. Of course, uh, Kamala Harris, heels in the air herself, was one of the Soros DAs. It was first AG in California before she was elevated to the, uh, uh, well, on her back, I guess, as we all know, to get to the number two spot. There's a woman that can't possibly be considered anything other than mentally deficient, although she probably isn't quite as um, senile as the, uh, as the Cretan in charge. Anyway, Letitia James is now seeking, says a piece from the Gateway Pundit, Reuters, and others, to punish the world's largest producer of beef products. So get this. All right, you want to kill a whole lot of people, Pfizer and, and um, various uh, purveyors of the Zyklon B, uh, Anthony Fauci, that's fine. You can kill as many people as you want. We'll hide the data for you. We'll cover it up. Hey, let's give it to kids, too. How about if you want to poison the earth? Uh, let's talk about genetically modified frankenfoods and Monsatan. Is she suing any of those for killing people and destroying the planet? Hell no. No, she wants to produce, she wants to sue somebody who is producing beef products because you peons aren't supposed to have cows because cows fart, don't you know? And if you're stupid enough to believe the BS they're telling you about man-made global warming or cow fart-made global warming, you might just put up with the other stuff they're going to do to you. She's waging a war on meatpacking giant JBS USA Foods Company seeking a huge civil fine for every violation of what they laughably call state law to, uh, get this, Quote, recoup ill-gotten gains from false sustainability claims. The beef industry, listen to this and ponder, the beef industry, she said, is one of the largest contributors to climate change. Full stop. If there is um, climate change as a result of global warming, folks, it's the BS that's being spewed into the atmosphere by people like her. Again, she isn't suing Pfizer. She's not suing Monsatan. I guess I got to ask a question. Why not sue some kind of a, like Colgate Palmolive, because uh, they're heartening the tooth fairy. It's every bit as reasonable, and it's every bit as um, sustainable and provable as uh, the non-existent man-made global warming stuff. Uh, the point here, again, there is so much that's being fed to people that they're just plain accepting without calling out BS when it's not only, uh, you know, falling upon their heads and being told that it's raining. You can't stand still for the stench of the crap that's being poured out upon people today. She said this in, a, uh, uh, in the explanation of how she's going to sue this evil company for producing food. Companies cannot deceive people about their impacts on our planet. Again, uh, unless your name is Pfizer, unless you're Monsatan, unless you're doing man-made global warming crap and producing uh, mountains of scientific BS. She said that the uh, Brazilian uh, USA food giant has no viable plan to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2040, which is why they're going after them. Because they aren't buying into the BS. They don't have a plan to do something which is stupid. Oh, and get this. Uh, their, their goal, the goal of uh, reaching net zero was unfeasible. She said infeasible. Um, I don't, th you know, <laughs> never mind. Um, given the JBS plan to increase production, and you can't possibly do that. Yeah, uh, you know, you can't possibly increase for food production, folks, and, and meet their goals of killing off all these people and getting people to believe utter crap.
There's there's no polite way to put this. This is the thing that I hope people can begin to to kind of wrap their heads around and and just understand the level of the deception, the level of the delusion that's going on here. I mentioned stupidity right up front. Uh, where I want to go next, I guess, is just a um, uh, one scripture quotation. Now, this is one of my favorites from Isaiah 66. It's a warning for our times, if there ever was one. We're going to have some others in a minute here, but um, this is the chapter that is the end of the book of Isaiah. So if you forget where this is, it's really easy to find. Just turn to the last chapter of Isaiah and read what it says right up front in verses 3 and 4, it says this, um, just as these people, who is he talking about? Well, when you read the rest of it, it, I think, becomes pretty clear. Just as they, uh, Letitia, Karim, Biden, the uh, people that are pushing non-existent man-made global warming, yeah, just as they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delights in their abominations, so, he says, will I choose their delusions and bring their fears upon them. Now, think about that a second. That is the, uh, that is the ostensible uh, title for today, having to do with delusion and deception. The creator of the universe says it gets so bad, and I will suggest we're there. You know, we, we scratch our heads, we, we shake our heads at the level of stupidity of a, um, uh, well, Attorney General or or prosecutor in Atlanta, Fannie Willis, who basically says, I'm going to prosecute Trump for RICO violations. All the while, I'm going to show you what real RICO violations look like. I'm going to violate the law. I'm going to hire the guy that I was boinking long before I put him in a position and paid him with um, taxpayer funds that weren't approved by the city council and so forth. Oh, yeah. Then I'm going to lie about it on the stand, and I'm going to dare to say that we're going to prosecute somebody else for RICO violations, racketeering. And now she's been caught. And the fact that she hasn't been kicked out of office yet, ridden out of town on a rail and in an orange jumpsuit tells you how crooked the system is. Back to the quote. Their soul delights in their abominations. Any questions? So will I choose their delusions and bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, they didn't hear. But instead, it says, they did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I do not delight. Isn't that pretty much a summary of America 2024 and all this crap that people are being fed and putting up with? Our delusions, their delusions are being chosen. You can look at this stuff and you can ask yourself, how, how much, how stupid do people have to be to listen to Letitia James or a Fannie Willis and not see through it? How many times do we and, – and the answer is a lot of people are waking up to it. That's part of the good news here. But again, the fact that so many are just plain putting up with it and they have been warned, I will choose their delusions, is I think the case that uh, I want to try to make. Let me, let me throw out a couple more elements here, just stories over the last week or two. Uh, here's one, as if we didn't know it. Uh, Bill Gates of Hell has funded all kinds of products for uh, and uh, processes and um, vaccine research. And uh, the goal, of course, is human sterilization and mass genocide and reducing the planet's population. The latest uh, abomination, a gene-edited catastrophe in Brazil, where uh, Gates funded a plan to, rede- to release Franken-mosquitoes. And essentially, they're going to release 5 billion mosquitoes through this U.N. program into Brazil. They say it would help lives. And basically, they're going to put these mosquitoes out there. They're going to be bioengineered to not carry. Well, there's a um, there's an issue with dengue fever. And um, they're going to release all these mosquitoes that are going to somehow or other not reproduce. uh, But but they'll fix the problem. 
But what did happen instead? Well, it's called the law of unintended consequences. Sometimes you'll hear it called an oshit. Pardons for those that are offended by language that is ever so apropos when it comes to describing the crap that's being foisted on people. Anyway, um, the amount of infection of dengue fever after the release of these bioengineered Franken mosquitoes was up fourfold. Oops. And then the um, the various uh, echo uh, experts that uh, said, oh, this was an unintended consequence. It was alarming in the extreme. The um, the mosquitoes that were supposed to have died out didn't. In fact, some of them survived. They have hybrid vigor in which the uh, gene-edited version has a more robust population, and eventually it's taken over the entire population. Not all of it yet, but it might get there. And uh, these new mosquitoes are more resistant to insecticides, too, so they are being called super mosquitoes. They're sufficiently robust to be able to reproduce in nature. It's unclear, say the experts, how this has happened or how it may affect disease transmission. What other words, what other unintended consequences, or maybe intended consequences, will come from this? No, it wasn't supposed to happen. How could this be answer? Thank you, Bill Gates. Come on, folks. Do we doubt for just a second that uh, there wasn't not only a realistic probability of this, given what uh, given what we know about nature and given what we know about bioengineering and even some of the uh, dystopian movies that we've seen. But all you got to do is just know the character of the people that are involved here. And you can say, huh, would you trust them to bioengineer mosquitoes and reproduce them and then put them in your environment? All right, here's another one. This is from the Epoch Times. Uh, rates of uh, immunosuppression in adults have doubled over recent years. What could it be? Now, some of the experts are saying it's COVID. No, it's the spike protein. Well, something, in other words, that happened in large measure has reduced the ability of people to fight off diseases uh, because of their immune system not performing up to snuff. It's called immunosuppression. Any, any questions, any guesses as to what might be involved there? All right, where I want to go next is a story that I think will help to connect some of the dots here. And this is a um, this was a piece that came out of um, a source called Christians for Truth and a research paper that's been published. They provide a link uh, that shows how trusted Christian churches in the United States. You know what I call them, folks, because Scripture does. Read Jeremiah three, read Ezekiel twenty three, read the story, understand what happened to the lost ten tribes, and then you begin to realize, huh. This is what formed the basis of the so-called Christian church. You see the history of the church and how they um, basically got rid of the Torah and came up with a whole new religion that has nothing to do with Scripture and um, maybe a few vestiges, but ultimately, as Paul put it, they're preaching another Jesus, which we've not preached. Well, anyway, this is kind of the culmination of that. This research paper demonstrates that um, various so-called Christian churches, again, the whore church, that's the descendant of those lost ten tribes that fell into paganism and idolatry, idolatry, and they're still in exile. They took various government bribes, largely COVID relief grants and other um, filthy lucre, cross my palm with silver, I'll bring my, my, uh, my dumbed-down sheeple to you and you can kill them, in exchange for pushing the deadly experimental that they knew what was going to happen, and you know that now, even though they lied about it then, COVID not vaccines on an unsuspecting set of congregations which led to the deaths and disabilities of untold thousands of people that call themselves believers. Imagine that. Uh, 
total worldwide, if you've heard the latest numbers, at least 17 million, probably 20 million. And again, those are changing by the day because dropped dead, dead suddenly, died suddenly. Kids that weren't susceptible to the disease are nevertheless dying of heart attacks and strokes and myocarditis and pericarditis and turbo cancers and you name it. The death total, folks, is only increasing, and the immunosuppression continues, and it will result in all kinds of other deaths as well. Thank you, so-called church leaders, the whore church pastors. All right. Um, what if I told you, says the study here, that uh, powerful U.S. government officials, such as former director of NIH Francis Collins, Menachemo, and U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, use religion... They hoard out the preachers in an attempt to convince faith leaders to push the deadly Zyklon B injections. A deep dive into an organization called Faiths for Vaccines, a founding member of the HHS vaccine propaganda machine, has revealed just that. And they go on to say, uh, you know, we, we knew that there was a lot of chicanery going on, but what really surprised us as we dug deeper was the extent to which faith leaders... Boy, that term really irritates me when you think about it. We're pursued to push the COVID-19, 84, not vaccines, and the inappropriate, if not outright unconstitutional, and it was, manner in which Big Brother's officials persuaded these so-called faith leaders to push the Zyklon B shots. Uh, 86 founding members, the faith leaders included a whole bunch of the whore churches, and I'm going to use that terminology because it's apropos, scripture does, including a variety of religions, including but not limited to. Here's a list of just a few. The American Baptist Church, Catholic Charities USA, the Episcopal Church, the National Association of Evangelicals, Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of America, New York Jewish Agenda, to name just a few. Many of these organizations got federal fiat bucks during the pandemic, and they took the form of uh, outright grants or forgivable loans that spanned the uh, the years of the uh, push in the pandemic. Um, there's some really nasty stuff in here. I want to spend just a minute or two talking about some elements of it, because if there's anything that ought to uh, kind of alert us to the danger of, well, the deception, the delusion, because they chose that in which I do not delight, I'll bring their fears upon them. Listen to this. NIH Director Francis Collins, he was called Reverend Doctor, would address hundreds of faith leaders across the nation claiming that the COVID-19 not vaccines were God's literal, and I'm quoting, answer to prayer. And he urged faith leaders to believe that pushing those shots was a, quote, love your neighbor moment. Yeah, love your neighbor to death moment. Now, when you say uh, they're, they're saying it's God's answer to prayer, I will suggest it's obvious in hindsight, but we knew it then if we've been paying attention. They were praying to the wrong God, and we now know which one it was. He comes but to steal, to kill, and destroy. I think we get the picture here. Collins admonished the faith leaders not to believe the quote-unquote conspiracy theories about possible side effects. No, no, we haven't tested it. We don't know what the long-term effects are. But what we do know is that it can't possibly cause a problem, and we're going to use you as human guinea pigs. Well, wait a minute. Turns out they did know. They had the data. The data said this stuff is deadly and damnable, and so we're going to lie about it, hide it for 75 years. And they tried. But the number of deaths basically just exceeded any rational belief. Turns out that the number of people that were killed from the shots early on exceeded any other vaccine in history, in the history of the United States. And indeed, by now, has surpassed any other so-called medicine, period. 
It is unbelievable. Well, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's very believable if you understand that what they're doing is um, believing the lie, the great delusion. And the creator of the universe has promised that this is what would happen. They'd bring their fears. He would allow their fears to be brought upon them. In the spring of 2021, when the vaccine uptake had leveled off, people were starting to realize they'd been duped. Faith leaders seem to believe to be the Biden Fuhrer's answer to getting hesitant Americans vaccinated. Well, injected anyway, because they had untapped potential. I'm quoting here to convince vaccine hesitant Americans to take their shots um, because they could even be persuaded that taking the poison poke was a moral obligation owed to others. These are the trusted faith leaders, you know, and there's a whole lot of stuff here. You get the picture. Again, I will use the appropriate term, folks. When somebody basically takes money to do something which the creator of the universe says is, well, not something you ought to be doing, the term is whore or harlot, if you prefer the old uh, English terminology. But you get the picture. And this applies both to doctors and faith leaders, all of which we're telling you, for the very same reason, cross my palm with silver, to uh, take the Zyklon B. Uh, there's more on this um, faith for vaccines, a multi-faith group, blah de blah It was um, about uh, pr- producing um, and inculcating faith-based institutions, especially houses of worship, to engage and support the United States government, Achtung, in its efforts to increase vaccination rates and combat vaccine hesitancy. You're hesitant if you have half a brain. And um, they wanted to... Um, Get the faith communities to demonstrate their trust in the vaccine. And the hell with the God of the Bible, right? We trust the vaccine. Um, at the director's, um, the NIH director at this summit, the National Summit of Faith for Vaccines, along with the Surgeon General, and uh, then uh, uh, White House COVID-19 response coordinator and others, even claimed that the vaccines were provided by God. Well, their God anyway. Here's another one. Uh, however, when religious doctrine and the sacredness of one's faith tradition are wielded with misleading information, said the study, to push a risky, to put it mildly, experimental biomedical government agenda, i.e. genocide, this shocks the conscience, gee, do you think? When available, and here's the thing that really, 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 well, it still does, folks. It uh, pisses me off, quite frankly, because they lied about faith and reliable and inexpensive alternatives. First hydroxychloroquine, then later ivermectin and others. Potentially life-saving medications that had a long history and minimal side effects and basically would have short-circuited the claim that there is a medical emergency here and a national crisis that we have to break all the laws to get people poison-poked. In other words, if the truth had come out about the alternatives, they wouldn't have been able to push this crap into people's bloodstreams and kill as many as they were able to get away with. So these these life-saving medications had excellent safety profiles. They were withheld in order to further the government's biomedical agenda, which, of course, defies ethical bounds. And um, ultimately, yeah, what did it used to be called back when we cared about it? Informed consent, the Nuremberg Convention, things that uh, a bunch of Nazis after the war were hanged for, and that a a bunch of other Nazis like Collins and Fauci and um, other NIH and uh, and so forth, CDC officials, so-called doctors and now faith leaders, should have been tried, convicted, and, um, well, if we still had capital punishment for what was called treason when we had a constitution, too, executed for. This is, in fact, 
a crime against humanity. Where have we heard that term before? And furthermore, government officials, it says, who claim to know God's position on the issue of COVID-19 and the vaccine fail to consider or even allow open debate. They claim that their vaccine theology was the correct interpretation, and any faith leaders who dared to disagree were running against God. Trouble is, it's the wrong God, of course, and I think that's getting more and more undeniable. But as we wrap it up for this week, I want to close with this clip that I saw early Friday morning. Somehow it just kind of encapsulates so much of the big lie and the idiocy that surrounds it. The idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends. Uh, who still think there's no climate change. Notice he was told to be careful and get this right. There is climate change, folks. It's just caused by things like the sun and things that you're not going to be told about. It's not caused by your driving an internal combustion engine, breathing in and out, and cow farts. But when you're called a Neanderthal because you don't believe a senile basket case in diapers or those that are pulling his puppet strings, they must be getting pretty desperate. Thanks for joining us this week. Shabbat Shalom, and may Yahuwah bless you and yours.